everyone. I'm Susie Sevier. And I'm Michael Barnhart. Welcome to the Adventures of a Real Estate Investor podcast, where we interview industry experts and chat with them about their passions and how they are leveraging real estate investing to create an impact in their world. What impact do you want to make? Did you know there are almost 8 billion people on this planet? What if each of us started with ourselves, with our family, in our community? All we have to do is start with a manageable 1% action every day. The effect of those billions of 1% gestures would be astronomical. This is your place to reflect and believe. Join us every week to start cultivating those ideas on the impact that you want to make in your world. Hey, 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 adventurous family, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Adventures of a Real Estate Investor. I'm Susie. And I'm Michael, and we're excited you joined us for this adventure. So today, the guests are, woo, Michael and Susie. (laughs) So we just thought it was really fitting for us to come in and do an update. It is November during November, which is true. If you check out the video, Michael is Movembering it. And I mean, it's just a month of thanks. I mean, every month we express gratitude and are very thankful for everything. But this month in particular, we just wanted to come on here and say how thankful we are for all of you, but then to also give you an update on like what are what we are very thankful for mm-hmm. in our lives right now. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a listener. If this is also your first time, thank you for joining us because it does mean a lot to us. Absolutely. And so for today, not only are we, we are very thankful for our listeners and how much the podcast has grown and how much our business has grown over the past year. And because the growth and because of the support from all of you, you know, Susie, if you're not aware, has recently been able to leave her W-2, which is amazing, which is in the last couple of months at the end of August uh, this year, 2021. So we want to kind of, Susie, I'll kind of interview Susie a little bit here. But we want to share with you 10 tips to help you if you ever decide to, you know, go full-time into real estate investing or whatever, go full-time into starting your own business or whatever and leaving your W-2 and what kind of things you need to look out for and what other things you possibly leverage in order to leave your W-2 even, even earlier. So Susie, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get into those 10 tips. So yeah. Cool. So the first one that was really big for me was removing my identity from my W-2 or my nine to five, whatever you'd like to call that. And what I mean by that is that after I had gotten my MBA, I was super excited, you know, to get this new job. And especially because Michael and I were moving overseas, it was going to be really exciting. But during that whole process, and even of me trying to get a visa, it took a really long time. And I was like, holy moly, right? Like, I see myself as this like working woman. I see myself, you know, like I was going into supply chain. I was going to become a program manager. I had all of those thoughts of who I was. And when I couldn't do that right away, because I got the job, but then had to wait for the visa, it really took a toll on me. And I had to look back and say to myself, well, what skills do I bring to being a program manager? And what skills do I bring in this supply chain like industry? Because that's really who I am as a person. And so I encourage all of you to think that about yourself. Like, yes, 
Some people could be in social work. Some people could be in the military. You know, some people can be an accountant. It doesn't matter where you are. Like, what skills do you bring to the position that you are currently in right now that you can, that will stay with you no matter what your job title is? Because that's all it is, is a job title. Like, who you are on the inside is way, way, way more important than anything ever. And so that is tip number one is removing your identity from your W-2 and recognizing like who you are as a person because those skills are what transfer. Yeah, just to add on to that a little bit. Yeah, just just echo like what Susie's saying is like, you are, you know, who you are like person, right? Like your person, the skill set that you bring, right? You don't need to be you know, Michael, the Air Force officer, or Susie, the program manager for a biotech company, right? You are, I am a skilled program manager myself. And I, you know, also bring some other skills as, as far as like research and uh, data science and things like that. So all that kind of makes up who I am. And that's who I am. I'm not tied to Air Force officer, or I'm not tied to program manager, right? Like those are just skills that I have. So like, um, yeah. So just detach yourself. It's really hard because you don't really think about it, but just, just take a step back and really think about like, and detach yourself from your specific job and think about the skills that you have, because you can use those skills no matter what you do. Absolutely. And even to talk about taking a step back, the second tip that I have is making a plan. So a lot of times, like some people have a really bad day And that will be the trigger for what makes them want to leave their W-2 finally. But like, what steps have you been working towards? What do you have in the pipeline in order for you to feel a little bit safe and secure? You know, because taking the leap, you don't really feel safe and secure, but like, what can you do for yourself and for your family? So really make a plan. It doesn't have to be extensive. It can just be like, this is where I want to be. These are the conversations I want to have had before I actually decide to leave. Or it could be a monetary number. It could be whatever reason it is. But just think of a plan so that when you do quit, it doesn't feel so scary because you already have that plan in place. Absolutely. So speaking of planning, the third tip is all about planning and minimizing your overhead costs. So looking, taking a step back, like thoroughly looking at all the expenses that you have, whether that's, you know, paying for Netflix, paying for some other services that you probably don't use very often, right? So looking at all those services and writing those down and and then all of, just basically all your expenses, writing down all your expenses, knowing what you you have money going out to every month, all the expenses you have going out to, and then trying to minimize that amount. So reducing those costs and those expenses so it makes your transition from your W-2 to your new venture as a business owner now a little bit easier, right? Because there's not that there won't be so much pressure to kind of live that same lifestyle, right? You know, you cut back a little bit. And then once you make that transition, then you can start adding things on uh, later. No, absolutely. And I mean, like starting a business is really difficult. So like just find ways to minimize stress with those expenses, I mean, even a simple thing as like, if you know you're going to need something in the future, like, can you buy it now? Because when you are working and you buy it now, it feels different from when you're not working and when you buy it, because when you're not working and you buy it, you just see your bank account go less. But when you still have money coming in, it feels different. So even do a little bit of forward thinking, what are the things I'm going to need and can I buy them in bulk now? Or what can I do so that 
when it comes to the time where I don't have that income, you know, coming again in two weeks, how do I feel? What does that look like for me or for you? So the fourth thing, which is pretty big, like our fourth tip is working outside of your work hours, whether that's during your lunch breaks, on the weekends, before work or after work, like do whatever works best for you. Cause even 30 minutes will help you get there. I know right now, like the morning miracle is a really big thing. And so a lot of people miracle are like, morning. oh, sorry, miracle morning. <laughs> it's like a really big thing right now. And so a lot of people, I've even heard them say, I have to wake up at 4 a.m. to be successful because that's what successful people are doing. But like if that does not work in your schedule right now, do not go out of your way to stress yourself out to make that work. Everybody's job hours are different. Everybody's home life is different. You know, if you have a child who gets up that early, you can't do it. But if your child goes to bed really early, then you can do it at night. Just do what works best for you. But remember that 30 minutes makes a huge difference every day. I mean, one of the first books that we read was The Slight Edge. I mean, one of the first books that we read together. And in that, it just talks about being 1% better every day. You know, like that 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, that is how you get to that 1% better every single day. And that compounding effect, you will see the difference after weeks. You'll be like, wow, look at everything I did with those 30 minutes every day. It makes a huge, huge, huge difference. And so try to do that the best that you can. I know that you can. So just give it a roll. I mean, it'll go by really, really fast when you're doing the things that you love. 30 minutes goes by really fast when you're doing the things that you dislike 30 minutes goes by really slow. So just remember it that way. Like this is something that I want to do forever. Like this is what I was born to do. And so the 30 minutes, you'll end up wanting to do more. That's the greatest part. So just yeah. stick to it. Yeah. And everybody, you know, you hear the old adage, everybody has the the same 24 hours in every day. And that's totally true. You know, and it's it all it's all dependent on how you prioritize what you do within those 24 hours, right? So you can find the extra 30 minutes somewhere in your schedule, I guarantee you. Um, whether that's, you know, turning off the TV 30 minutes early going to bed 30 minutes early so you can wake up early or just waking up, you know, shaving off a couple, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes off of your sleep schedule in order to wake up to work on your business so that you can work on transitioning away from your W-2 into your business if that's something you, you're looking forward to do. Yeah, and I think this is important too. It's like telling yourself out loud that you are worth that 30 minutes or telling your family, like, I need this 30 minutes in order to even fill my cup, you know? That is really important to be able to express to yourself and to the people around you. Absolutely. So the fifth tip, getting there, number 10, but the <laughs> fifth tip um, is network and educate. I'll let Susie talk all about this. She's the network queen. I'd love to. And she loves educating. <laughs> cool. So like my number one thing is to get out there because when you hear and see other people doing it who are like pretty similar to you, it fuels a fire, fuels a fire. So, I mean, you can go to meetup.com and find in-person and virtual meetups to attend. And this is great for an introvert like me and for extroverts, right? Cause like it's the best of two worlds. And I say this because like initially when Michael and I started going to meetups, it was really, really scary. It was not exciting and it, it wasn't even exciting. And I was only talking about myself, right? Like that should be one of the easier things to do. Just tell people my name, where I live, you know, who's sitting next to me, that should be okay. But that was still really scary. So I thought to myself, how can I make 
this easier. And what it was, was like honoring the way I need to recharge. Right. So like I I could not attend five meetups in one day. That was really hard for me because I wasn't giving myself the time in between to recharge and to go on a walk or to breathe. And so it's figuring out like what works best for you. If you enjoy in-person events, because that charges you go ahead. If in-person events are kind of scary, try the virtual route and then just do an in-person one, you know, once a week or once a month. But with that, go into it with the intention that I want to walk away with like one or two really great connections. Not I want to hit 10 people, share my business card and hope it works because this business is all relationships. It's all relationships. And so if you can find that one, then it'll be really, really worth it. But I know that I don't enjoy walking up to 10 people and handing them a business card and saying like, Oh, hi, I'm Susie. Like I invest in Tulsa. I'm a real estate investor like that. Nothing about that is exciting for me, but when you can find that one person or the two people who you really, really connect with, that is huge. But with that, it's also being consistent. Like I don't want to say practice makes perfect, but practice makes it easier. So the more meetups I started to go to, the easier it got. Now that the world has gone in person again, it was really scary for me to go to my first in-person meetup. Let me tell you. And it, it was just a couple of weeks ago. It was like, there are so many people that I've seen online. How do I talk to them all? How, and how do I feel satisfied? And how is this going to go? You know, I was nervous every single day. But then I just remembered like with the intentions of, I was really excited to see these people because I created these virtual relationships over the past year and a half. So just remember that is that it gets easier when you do create those relationships. When you go into a room of strangers, it never gets easier. But if you can go in knowing that you know somebody else there because you took the time and created that intention to create a relationship, it makes a huge difference. I promise. Absolutely. So moving on uh, to tip number six, it is invest in yourself. Susie, what do you mean by invest in yourself? That's a great question. (laughs) So what I mean by investing in yourself is like, it's a mix of like self-care. It's a mix of taking the time to educate yourself. It's a mix of like going into that mastermind and paying for it if you have to. You know, like I just mentioned, going to those meetups so you can meet another person who will help move your needle. But you have to think to yourself, like, what does that mean for me? Does that mean educating myself more through books and podcasts? Does that mean, you know, I mean, some people like to get a massage or just go out to dinner with someone. Like, find a way to invest in yourself because it's really, really important. And when you recognize that each step that you take, is a win. It doesn't matter if it's a small win or a big win. It's a win because it's helped moving you closer to your goal. That's what I mean by investing in yourself, recognizing everything that all the work that you've been putting into this is from you. And that's really important. And that means a lot. So take the time to recognize and acknowledge that and celebrate all of those small wins because they all mean something. Like I said, it's that 1% better every day. So make sure you acknowledge you're 1% better every day. Yeah. Just to piggyback onto that, Susie and I both invest in coaching, personal business coaching, right? So because we know that we don't have all the answers, right? We need somebody else to help guide us. Just like professional athletes have coaches to help them become the best athlete in the world. 
we have business coaches to help us become the best businessmen and women in in our field. And that's our goal, right? So I think and that's what we're trying to do. And so we pay the money to have these coaches. We invest in ourselves that way. That's just one way. But yeah. Number seven is invest in assets that make you money. You want to explain this one? Yeah, no, I'd like I can do that. So what I mean is a couple of things. So like Michael and I, our love, I guess, is multifamily apartments. But along with that, if you want to dig deeper into our business, it's also virtual assistants. So like they are an asset to our company. And I want you to think of it that way. What, because you can get the time back. So like what things are you doing every day that you can duplicate to give to someone else? Because they will help you be able to spend the time that you need to focus on the more important things for us. That is multifamily investments for you. It might be self-storage. It might be something else, but invest in that hard asset that you love and then think deeper with virtual assistants because they are an asset to your company as well. So I want you to start to think about everything like that. What is an asset that will help me make money? Not just, you know, our commercial real estate. Think a little bit beyond that because everybody has something that they can potentially help you. I know a lot of people in this business, they were going to go into this alone and being part of a team is huge. It's really huge. So like invest in the people who are on your team, take the time to create those relationships. They are an asset that will help you make money in the long run. Yes. These are all relationships, but it's huge to think of it like that. Yeah. And I, but I think the main point here though, is, is, is like, you know, as you're transitioning out of your W2 here, you know, it's very important to invest in, in virtual assistants and things like that. Cause those are assets as well, as Susie was mentioning. But one key point here is like, invest in assets that are actually going to pay you cash flow because what's really going to help you right now as you transition from the W2 out into your own venture is having passive cash flow coming in because that's going to help you you know pay your bills help you meet have those you know pay those expenses that you have those overhead costs that we kind of talked about a couple uh, bullet points ago but yeah just invest in those assets actually hard assets are going to pay you cash flow and get that cash flow up before you actually leave your W2 um, but also, you know, invest in those assets as far as virtual assistants go because, and other assistants, because they're going to be huge and pay dividends in the long run. Um, number eight is create content. Keep creating content, 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 content. From the very beginning, when Susie and I started, something simple, something very inexpensive. We just started researching things about real estate investing and then writing about them on, our, on a blog. Very simple, very straightforward depending on who you are, right? Like writing can be hard, but writing regurgitating information is very valuable. Not only does it help you learn deeper, but it also presents to your audience that, hey, you know what you're talking about. And so getting that information out there to your audience, not only builds your credibility, but also helps you learn, right? So now that we've kind of transitioned and we still write blogs, but we're also on podcasts. We have a podcast, obviously you're listening to it, we have a YouTube channel and other mediums where we can use and leverage like our other platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn to like launch, to continue to create content and show that we really understand real estate investing 
and to build our confidence on, on the background and knowledge that we need to have. So I think that's huge. And you don't have to reinvent the wheel here, right? Like everybody is talking about the same content, right? So yes, you're like, okay, everybody talks about cap rates or everybody talks about capital stack, whatever, right? Yes, everybody does. But does everybody have your audience? Absolutely not, right? You have your own unique audience. You have those friends that you have built and those relationships that you've built over however long you've been living, right? And those are the people you're sharing with, right? You know, because your mom is not following some other- Grant Cardone. You know, Grant Cardone or whatever <laughs> who's talking about capital stacks, right? And so she's going to listen to what you have to say um, or your friends or whatever, right? They're not following all these other people, even though we get so caught up in the fact that because we run in the same circles as every all these operators, you know, whether that's, you know, real, we'll just say real estate investing operators, like we're all talking about the same things, right? And you're like, okay, everybody's beating the, you know, beating the heck out of cap rates or whatever, right? But everybody has a unique perspective on it and everybody doesn't have the same audience that you do. So don't feel like you're creating the same content over and over. You're presenting it to a new and fresh audience. So keep creating content it was number eight. Number nine is talking about leaving your W-2 out loud. So whether that's with your families, your friends, um, Susan, you want to talk about like how you announced it to, you know, to people. I mean, I, I, we started talking about it internally for several months before I think you told anybody. And you're, I think some people still didn't understand that. And so to this day, people don't understand. Like we, t- we were out with, in, in, well, England's a little different, but side note real quick, we were like, oh, Susie left her W2, her full-time job to pursue our business opportunities. And they're like, oh, okay. So you're looking for a job now? Like, no, no, you don't understand. Like she, she's self-employed. She's, you know, working on our businesses. And they're like, oh. She's in between jobs. Oh, you're, you're in between <laughs> jobs then. No, no, no. It's very confusing for a lot of people who are not entrepreneurial, uh, don't have an entrepreneurial mindset. Do you want to add to that? Yeah, I just want to add that. Like when you do set the date, it is scary to tell some people. So tell the people who support you and that might change. But remember that like in this real estate world, all of us are here to support you. And that took me a little bit to recognize because when I initially told some of my friends, it was a why. And I went to coaching and said, I I think I don't understand what support means. I'm feeling let down and I don't know why. And all he said was, you're talking about it with the wrong people. And that's okay because not everyone will get it. And that was just really eye-opening for me. Like just the people who love what you're going to do, you will know. And it'll be okay when you talk about it with them. We can't expect everyone who is super close to us to understand because they won't. And that's okay because we don't understand everything that they do. And that's just how the world works. But just when you have that date, start to say it out loud, start to even just tell people on LinkedIn or Facebook, because people will be there rooting for you. I mean, we all have like silent admirers and they might be in the back and you would have never known, but it's cool when you finally do get people excited because it is a really, really exciting day. And I am proud of you. So if you are ever at the place where you are ready to set your date and announce it, let me know. I am there for you. And I am there to cheer you on. Yes. You took that from me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the last and final tip that we have for you guys is 
celebrating your Independence Day. Like you finally did it. And it is so stinking cool. Like I cannot believe you. I cannot believe all of the effort that you put into it, but you need to celebrate because it's so awesome. Like you put in this extra work behind the scenes. You have been like educating yourself more. You have been go, go, go. And that's so exciting. And what's more exciting is that you took the time to recognize like yourself and let the world know that like what you believe in is worth leaving a W-2 for like going against the grain, supposedly, you know, it's important. You were born to make an impact. And so to be able to do that day in and day out, like you are a better person for yourself. You are a better person for your friend and your families, and it is going to be awesome. And so you need to celebrate that day because that's a huge, 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 huge win. And I'll be there again to woo you. (laughs) So everybody, we hope you enjoyed these 10 tips for, to help you leave your W2. You can actually head over to adventurousrei.com forward slash info. And there you'll be able to find our YouTube channel, or you can just go to YouTube and you can Google adventures of a real estate investor and you'll be able to find our YouTube channel. Please uh, subscribe and ring that bell. So you can get notified when we release new videos, but also there on the channel, you can find more videos where Susie talks about leaving her W-2, which which elaborates more on each one of these points, which is pretty cool. Also, if you are having a blast listening to this podcast, we would really, really appreciate it if you would go and give us a five-star rating or just an honest rating and, and an honest review on iTunes. That would really help us because it helps when we have more reviews, it really helps us spread the word because we want to spread the word of, you know, leaving an impact, leveraging real estate to leave an impact on this world. Because as Susie said, you're born to make an impact and we want to be able to make sure we spread that message as wide as we can. So leaving us a, a rating or review really helps us spread that, spread that as wide as we can. So do you have anything else to say? I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Like, thank That's you right. for listening to another episode. We are not we're not here without you. So thank you again for listening. Yeah. And, and just in case uh, anybody's wondering, so last week we did, weren't able to release the episode because Susie was actually traveling in the States for several months, visiting some properties. And we have a lot of cool things in the pipeline as well. What we also liked before we end this, Susie will, we will do a, a podcast special specifically on Susie's travels and my travels as well uh, to Tulsa. And, and talk about uh, specifically one or two of our properties, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So be on the lookout over the next couple of weeks. We'll talk about that. But until next time, explore more adventure awaits. Woo! Thank you so much for listening. Before you start your next adventure of the day, please take a moment to reflect on the impact that you want to make. All of our efforts combined are what make the monumental impacts. We can't do it without you. Also, if you enjoyed the episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us an honest review with one of the great insights you received from the show today. And if you believe a friend, family member, or colleague would find great value in listening, please share our podcast with them. As always, your support means the world to us. Until next time, explore more. Adventure awaits. Woo!